there are certain things about you that it takes only God to lead you to to discover certain aspects of your life. Because you are so huge. You are not a small person. Tell me that you are not a small person. You are not a small person. Why? Because God has designed you to be so. Amen. So, it is part of God's working for the, 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 the mystery of the spirit of man. That is the fact that God, in the book of Genesis, God formed Adam out of the dust of the earth. But that, that thing that God had formed, it wasn't living. Why? Because there was, there was no source of life. That's a, so God breathed into man and he became what? A living soul. You see that the true essence of man is not your physical body. Yes, you are handsome. Yes, you are beautiful. But the true aspect of you is that which is hidden. It is called what? The spirit man. That you cannot see on the physical. Amen. I cannot see your spirit. You cannot see my spirit. But you know that what keeps me and you alive is actually the spirit. So somebody will die. Yes, people die a lot. And you can still see the physical body there, but I know that the person is no longer with us. There has been a separation. You get it? But the true you is actually your spirit. And that was saying here that saying that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. I'll read another scripture. Amen. I want to just make a very, very quick analogy today. Let's open the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. Are we, are we, are we following? Yes, sir. I won't keep long. Amen. I, I think also he has spoken a lot. Sometimes when you speak a lot, there's some reason that you were blessed. Amen. You see. So don't speak a little bit. I'm actually remember what was said. Some people are like, you were blessed. You, you know you're able powerful, but by Tuesday, I don't know, something happened between Sunday and Monday. The message can just evaporate. Amen. It's true. Or you don't believe me. Should we test it? Tuesday, I'll ask. I'll ask. What did you learn on Sunday? Amen. It's a mystery. Amen. So we'll not talk a lot. Amen. Yeah. So Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. So I'm reading. It says that I, the Lord, search the hearts. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. Amen. During the scripture, sometimes there's a lot of um, fear, you know, like hey, you are doing something bad. The Lord knows your heart. The Lord will deal with you. It's true. Amen. Don't take that aspect. It's true. Amen. But the aspect here I want us to focus on is so that I, the Lord, I search their heart. Amen. Amen. God says He searches our hearts. There are certain aspects about you that only God can actually reveal it to you. Because even yourself, you're not aware of it. Amen. God is more interested in their hearts. And the attitude with which you do things. Amen. Then we go, we're in the book of um, Corinthians. Bible says you can offer your body to be bent. You can give all that you have. But if not down the right spirit, if not down with love, it is for nothing. Amen. So she tell us where God's main focus is on that which is not seen. 
on the inner part, the hidden man, the heart. That's God's main concern. Hallelujah. And the Lord wants to set your heart this morning. Hallelujah. In fact, it's a continuous process. Amen. The Lord wants to continually refrain you from the inside. Hallelujah. Say from the inside. Hallelujah. There are certain things that, you know, you can give money to someone, but it's because of the circumstances that where somebody gave them money. For instance, we are having church and they say, oh, um, you know, anything, like want to bring money for something. If you have a, uh, you have a thousand, they will call thousand people and they will come and stand in front and they will pray for thousand. So if you have 500, then 500 will come. If you have 50, 20, 10. Sometimes you don't have the money. Honestly, you don't have the money. God knows you don't have the money. God is not offended. God knows your current status. But sometimes you are just compelled by the people around the channel. Everybody is going to. Everybody is going. And me, I'm sitting behind. Charlie, I have to, have to do something. Amen. I have to do something. Sometimes you give and you feel like you have been compelled to do it. But sometimes you give genuineness from your heart. Amen. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the heart with which you do things. The Bible says that I, the Lord, I search the heart. Amen. I want to read another scripture. Amen. It's, it's, it's still related to the same thing. It's talked about um, David. Let's go to the book of First Samuel. I want to read you this particular scripture. First Samuel chapter 13 verse 14. Can we have a mic, please? We are talking about the heart. We are talking about the, the hidden man. And how the Lord searches that particular person. Amen. Or that particular aspect of you. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to read the book of First Samuel chapter 13. Verse 14. Verse 14, yes, please. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord had sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord had commanded him to be captain over his people. Because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Amen. Amen. Please take it again. Says, let's all pay attention. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. Please, sorry, let me read the background. So this was um, following what man of God was preaching about obedience and sacrifice. So this was several scripture. Um, Saul had gone ahead and given a sacrifice and the prophet Samuel was now prophesying to Saul and told Saul that he had done, he had acted foolishly. You know, he had gone ahead, he had not obeyed the instructions of the Lord and this is the consequence or this is the reward of what he had done. Amen. So please, let's just says, But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord had sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord had commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Amen. So you see that over here, the Lord was saying was somebody to be a leader, to replace Saul. And the criteria for God was what? The person who is after his heart. Amen. I read another scripture. So we read a lot of scriptures, amen. Another scripture in the book of Acts. Talk about the same thing. So Acts chapter 13, verse 22. It was so let me say that and when he had moved him that's talking about Saul said that he raised up unto them David to be their king to whom 
also he gave testimony so god is testifying about david he said that i have found david the son of jesse a man after my own heart which shall fulfill all my will hallelujah god starts from within before you see the manifestation now god had seen Saul, chosen Saul to do a certain assignment but now Saul had lost favor or grace in the sight of god and so god needed to bring another person to take the place of Saul. now god's criteria was actually looking in the hearts of men and so david said this is the man after my own heart which shall fulfill all my will hallelujah your heart needs to be aligned with the heart of god and this is the result that shall fulfill all my will even when david made mistakes because david is a human being like us he made mistakes david slept with Bathsheba. he made mistakes in his work with god but it didn't it didn't it didn't change god's god's mind about david hallelujah because god knew that within 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 this is a man who looks after the things that I want. He's concerned about the things I'm concerned about. He chases after the things I'm, I'm chasing about. And he shall fulfill my will. So the person who ought to be the leader of people, of, of God's people, that's Israel, was the man who was after God's heart. Even as we're sitting here, we are leaders. Are we not? Yeah. Even as a leader of anything, a leader of yourself, you tell yourself, this morning, I'm going to eat thank you. Or I'm going to eat breakfast. Or I'm going to a craft to do some business. If not, if you direct the activities of this, your physical body. Now, God is very much concerned about our hearts as people of God. And that's where God wants the transformation to be. Hallelujah. I said, this is a man after my heart. And he shall fulfill all of my will. Hallelujah. There's a certain aspect of it that God wants you to yield completely unto him. It's a part that nobody can see. Hallelujah. But it's very dear to God. Hallelujah. Bible said that any man that has come to Christ, what is the new creation? All things are passed that we behold, all things have become new. It's very true. But physically, the day you give your life to Christ, you don't change. Hallelujah. The day I gave my life to Christ, I didn't get wings. I didn't start shining. I didn't have a white apparel. I look the same. About everything has become new. What God is actually trying to address now. Is the mindset of his people. It's the heart of his people. That's where the transformation is. Hallelujah. Amen. We are people of God. Hallelujah. We are blessed with so many things. Hallelujah. In this ministry, there are lots of testimonies about the power of God, about the working of God. You know, even like the man of God's testimony just this morning concerning the wedding. And everybody's testimony this morning. But there's a certain aspect of your life that God wants to have full control. It's called your heart. Amen. And it's a continuous work that the Spirit of God Himself does on a man. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, God cannot transform your heart in one day. Amen. Or in one second. Amen. Amen. But it's something that God consistently does in your life. The question how does God work on your heart? Is through your fellowship with the Spirit of God. Because the I the Lord access their heart. I the Lord. I said there are so many songs about uh, all of me. Oh, there's a Marvel City song, don't you remember? Take it all away. I don't know if you make it the background. He said, take it all away. To all that is left is you. You get it. There, there are certain um, aspects of our life that God wants to refine. Hallelujah. That will make our life even more glorious than it is even now. Amen. So that's the I, the Lord, I search the heart. I try the rings. That's the inner part, the 
the hidden part of you. And God wants to address those issues in your life. Who is over here who doesn't have any shortcoming or any weakness? No, all of us have our own weaknesses. All of us have our own um, faults. Hallelujah. And God knows that because we are all what, human beings. But God wants to work with you on a one-on-one basis. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why God wants to bring the true transformation in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Spirit of God is willing to work with you if you are willing to work with Him. Hallelujah. Amen. I can see that the eyes are, are feeling heavy now. Amen. The eyes are feeling heavy. Hallelujah. Amen. Hope you are all following. Yeah. When we say a lot of things, a lot of things are also forgotten. Amen. I have to say it's very, very shortly. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Should I continue? I should continue. Okay, I want to read. Let this be our last, our last verse. In the book of First Corinthians, First Corinthians, chapter two. I want somebody to read. So we just be alert. Amen. The spirit of sleep that only manifests during the same one. Key. I should see. <laughs> First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter two. In fact, let's let's go a bit behind. Let's start from verse nine, rather. I want us to take our time to read these verses, amen. So first Corinthians and chapter two, verse nine. But I want all of us to read along, amen. So I will not sleep, amen. But that will matter. So first Corinthians chapter two, verse nine. So I read and then we all repeat. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. But it was to us. That God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. And no one can know a person's thoughts. Except God's own spirit. Except God's own spirit. Please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No one can know a person's thoughts. No one can know a person's thoughts. Except that person's own spirit. Except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts. And no one can know God's thoughts. Except God's own spirit. Except God's own spirit. And we have received. We have received God's spirit, God's spirit, not the world's spirit. Not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I hope you are awake now. Yeah, we can go to part two now. All right, all right, all right. So this situation was that. NLT, NLT, all right. I think I'm used to King James, and I think one that most people, after this verse, is the King James. So that, um, 
um, let me start from verse 9. But I, but as, as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the thing for the spirit for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Hallelujah. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, over here, it's talking about spirit communing with spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Spirit communing with spirit. The natural man, his spirit is dead. And it's dead because it has lost the connection with God. Hallelujah. So, that aspect of you is, is, is there, but it's not really there. Hallelujah. But the one who has receive Christ. Bible says he's born again. His spirit man is, is totally new. Where all things have become, he wasn't referring to your physical, but after referring to your spirit man, you have been made anew in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. That aspect of you is now in communion with God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so you can receive the things of God because you are alive to the things of God. Can you get me? So sometimes when you try to speak the word of God to a non-believer, it, it is nonsense. Amen. It, it, you see, sometimes, I think there was one time that we were having a prayer meeting at uh, Legon um, Miracle Center. And we had gone to one of these places, and there were a group of white people that were, I think they were walking like their dog or something. And I was just thinking to myself, what are these guys thinking that we are doing over here? Hallelujah. Amen. That young men and young women, you have left whatever you are doing, you have come to the bush, and then you are just speaking something that doesn't make sense into the air. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. This is look very strange to them. Uh, you, you, you don't know what I'm saying. It's look very strange. What, what you are doing doesn't make sense to them. First of all, they don't even understand what you are saying. Yeah. You see? And you've all gathered in your nice attire, just speaking to the air. In a certain language they don't understand. I was just like, you see, I, I, I've had a few instances where I've interacted with um, some white people. And you see that their, their thinking is very different. Amen. Yeah. Their, their thinking is, is so different. But God have mercy upon them. Amen. <laughs> you see, because um, the history is that what? We were in Africa doing our own idol worship. Mm-hmm. And then certain white people came to Africa and then preached the gospel to us. We get it. So we have the Catholic Pentecost, all of those wonderful churches. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. But now it looks like those that brought the message, they have evolved <laughs> to something else. Amen. And it's like they have left us there like we had let me be careful with my words. Amen. But it looks like nonsense to them, to be honest. Speaking in tongues. You see, I did I did <laughs> there was one rotation I did in school and Psychiatry, amen. And they were just trying to define certain te- certain terms that they use. And to be honest, it was very funny to me because certain things that they, they say and they used to diagnose you with a psychological disease, it's like it's very normal in church, hallelujah. <laughs> it's very it's very normal, amen. So they'll tell you that when somebody is um hallucinating. So they are good small medicine. So let me put it this way. 
if so you have your five senses, right? You can see, you can smell, you can hear, you can touch, you can taste. Amen. So if I come right now and then I put um I put a coke in your mouth, you will taste the coke, right? Because it doesn't taste like water. Water doesn't have anything. If I put a coke in your mouth, you will taste the coke. Now the science behind it is that your tongue is what is you really taste the coke. And then there's a stimuli. Hallelujah. You know, today everybody's going to learn small medicine. Mm-hmm. There's a stimuli. So that stimuli is the cook. If it was salt, the salt is not the stimuli. It's, it's what is going to activate your senses. Mm-hmm. So what happens? It happens very fast. But this is the sequential order. So there's a stimuli. So the cook, it falls on your tongue. Then the nerves in your tongue will carry that information to your brain. Then your brain will process it and say that, ah, this thing, it is like it is coke. That's when you pour coke in your mouth. You can have your eyes closed. Once you taste, you know that it is it is coke. Now they say a hallucination is when you perceive something without the stimuli being there. You get it? So if you are sitting here right now, we are all listening to the sermon and you can taste coke. You are hallucinating. You are having a, a what? A... So it depends on the sense involved. So if so good. We are all sitting here, and you can hear a voice talking to you, but nobody is talking to you. You are perceiving a stimuli which isn't there. So you call it an auditory hallucination. Uh-huh. Or you are here, and you are seeing, you are seeing an angel. Perfect. You are seeing an angel standing over here, but nobody can see the angel. You are perceiving a stimuli that isn't there, uh-huh. but your brain is processing like there's something there. So that's a visual hallucination. There are a lot of things to do in church. They are diagnosing you. They are diagnosing you. You have auditory hallucination. You have visual hallucination. And say God spoke to you. When? How? How come we didn't all hear that God spoke to you? Amen. So I, I felt very offended. Amen. In that class, I thought, ah, I'm just diagnosing us. Amen. I was, I was just going to say everybody was also feeling the same way. Amen. Yes, actually, there are medical conditions where people. Um, actually experience these things, you know, schizophrenia and a few other things. People people hear thoughts. These thoughts actually tell them to do certain things which are actually bad. Some of these thoughts even tell them to kill themselves. Amen. And I will not take the medical aspect out of it. But the fact that that is happening doesn't mean that it, so there's, it doesn't mean that there cannot be a spiritual explanation to what is happening. Yeah. Amen. Where did all of this come from? Jesus. <laughs> Let's go back to the scripture. Amen. I was just saying our spirit man is alive to the things of God. Yeah. Bible said that what no man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of a man. And Bible said, likewise, no man knows the things of God, save the spirit of God. You see, we didn't create ourselves. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see, the scientists have this explanation. They say what? Um Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. The explosion, boom, and something came out. Then that thing evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved until we had all of this. I wasn't there, they weren't there. Amen. Somebody gave me this explanation sometime. He said that if if you come to my house and I say I'm hungry, I want to drink tea. So I go and boil water to drink tea. And then maybe Osoko Kaleb comes to my house and asks the question that ah, why is the kettle on? 
There are two explanations you can give. The first explanation is that I'm hungry. That's why the kettle is on. I want to make tea. Another explanation you can give is that as the electric current is flowing through the water, the molecules are receiving kinetic energy. Hallelujah. And as the energy is increasing, the molecules are hitting one another, hitting one another, and they are gaining more energy. And then the water starts to boil. Amen. Those two explanations are not wrong. They are both correct. Amen. But because electric current is flowing through the water, doesn't mean that I'm not boiling the water because I'm hungry. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. The fact that there is a scientific explanation to something doesn't mean that the spiritual is nonsense. You get me? It doesn't mean that it's nonsense. So, this can say Big Bang thing. I wasn't there. They weren't there. Yes, maybe everything happened as they say. But it doesn't mean that the word of God is a lie. Hallelujah. I'm saying that we didn't form ourselves. That's why I started from. We didn't form ourselves. We are formed by an intelligent being called God. And like human beings, we, we, you see, Oh, let me use something. This speaker. It's not that somebody was in his house and then said, Let me just put these wires together, let me add the magnets, let me add, and then from, it, it wasn't a mistake. The person sat down to think about it and plan. I, I know, I don't know, the name keeps on changing. I don't know what it's called now. I don't even speak with pretext. Do you still do pretext? Yeah. You still do pretext. You do, huh? You see, I didn't pretend to tell you what. Design and make an artifact. Yeah, design and make an art. You say that what a problem. Somebody can't sit down, or somebody needs to put his book somewhere. So design and make an artifact. You see, in that process, it's introducing to something. But in that process, you see that this didn't just happen. There was a problem. They identified a problem. So, okay, they will design and make a chair. In fact, they still don't say. They still don't be specific. Just be general. So design and make an artifact to help somebody to sit, or design and make an artifact to help somebody to put. You see. Even human beings, in our wisdom, we don't make things by heart. So God also didn't make you, <laughs> you are not a mistake. You're not like, you're making something some spare parts, then they say, okay, this one going to form a, or something. Like no, it didn't happen like that. Because before you formed me, you, you knew me. I'm getting to a point, you see. So, the thing that God is the one who formed us. He knows certain aspects about ourselves that we don't know. The same way a child doesn't know everything about himself. You see, Children grow and they begin to discover more things. There's a certain um so there will be a lot of science. So. There's a certain aspect about children. You see, your brain it develops as you grow. They say the very first five years of your life are very important in terms of the connection you make in your brain. So if you have a child, I beg you, as busy as you are, the very first five years of their life, be involved. Hallelujah. Be involved. You, you can there was a certain man who he's a psychologist and he was trying to prove a point that anybody can be a genius so he used his own children as an experiment it's not like put them in a lab and was testing them <laughs> as an experiment and the experiment was that he was going to teach his children to be the best chess players in the world mm. and he started learning for I think age 4 okay. and he had 3 daughters and by the time the children were adults in fact they were the best he was just trying to prove the point that if you expose a child to something early enough yeah. and teach them, yeah. you can make a genius out of him. Mm. All the people that you see excelling is, in fact, most of them, it started when they were children. Yeah. Tiger, I want to document about uh, Tiger Woods. Mm. The father was taking the golf course when he was four years old. The things he was doing at four years old, you are not doing some. 
if he's a champion, understand, he started long time ago. People that play instruments, started long time ago, you get it. My point is that as you go, you get to discover more things about yourself. You, you don't know it all. But a parent will know more about the child than the child himself. There's this aspect in the child's growth that if, it's very funny, if you're with a child, right? Am I preaching? Like I'm, yeah, preach. it's like I'm teaching something else. If, if, if I'm preaching there, if you're a child, there's an aspect in a child said that if a child, like if you are facing a child and you put your hand over your face, the child actually thinks your face is no longer there. The actual, that's how the brain, at that point in time, that's how the brain works. Wow. It sounds like, oh, they're having fun. Like, oh, you close your eyes, they can't see you. Like, oh, where's mommy? Where's daddy? Because when they're saying, yes, mommy, and then they're like, at that point in life, their brain hasn't reached that level to even, you're not there. Okay. To them, actually, actually to them, you're not there. But as they go, they go, you see, they go out of those things. Yeah. You get it? So I'm saying that we, we don't know every aspect of our life. The person who knows every aspect about you is God. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. You were not formed as a mistake. Yeah. It was God. God purposely formed you and released you now. He didn't release you uh, in the days of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He didn't release you in the time where they were persecuting a Christian. He released you in this age where there's Instagram and WhatsApp and mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. It was on purpose. Hallelujah. Now, a man cannot fully live out his purpose in this world except he walks with God. Mm-hmm. This is even true for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ says something that low in the volume of the books is written of me to do thy will, O God. Even though he was God, he came as a human being and experienced everything as human beings experience. That's why at the point he was about to be sacrificed or to the point he was about to go on the cross, he prayed. Obviously, he prayed so hard. His, his sweat was like blood. And he said, if it is possible, let this cup pass me by. Not my will, but your will, O God. He was going through a lot. Even though it was, he knew that this is what God wants him to do, he couldn't do it by his own strength. Mm. He needed to rely on the Spirit of God to completely fulfill his will. But was after this, was he was ministered, angels came and ministered to him. They strengthened him. Hallelujah. In our life here, we have a purpose. God has assigned a purpose to every single person over here. If you find yourself here, you are alive, you are not dead. And this is something that God wants you to do. Hallelujah. Now, that thing that God wants you to do, you cannot do it except you work together with God. The aspect about you that God needs to reveal, you do not know. But the Spirit of God, the Bible says, He searches the deep things. He searches your inner part. He can tell you the blueprint with which you were created with and lead you to that word, place of fulfillment. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, I just want to bring to our mind something that is really happening. I'll end the message with this. That's really happening in the church. God wants us to come to a place of deeper fellowship with His Spirit. Hallelujah. I know that you know certain things about the Bible. In fact, you know a lot of things about the Bible. It's only opportunity that you've not had. Amen. Because I tell you, if I invite every single person here to come and stand here to preach, you will preach a very good message. Yes. Am I lying? You preach, maybe you'll be saying, oh, I'm shy, I don't want to say. But you hold the mic. <laughs> You will see you preach a very excellent message. So you know a lot of things, but there's still room for you to go. Yes. Hallelujah. Let, let me read this. This is my last scripture. Amen. Uh, push it.
Hallelujah. I hope, I hope we, are, we, are, we are being blessed. Amen. Let's read Acts. Acts chapter 18. This is my last scripture. Acts chapter 18, verse 24. I said I don't preach a lot. When you talk a lot, people can forget. Acts 18, 24. 24, yes, please. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. Hallelujah. Amen. This part of the Bible is talking about. Please do continue. Talk about a man called Apollos. You know, all know Apollos. Apollos was a Jew. Mm. He was a Jew before he became a Christian. Mm. He was taught the word of God according to Jewish standards. And he was great in the scriptures. Mm. Okay, let's continue. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. As a Jewish man, not a Christian, as a Jewish man, he was instructed in the way of the Lord. Okay. And being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord. All right. Knowing only the baptism of John. Hallelujah. So this man, mighty man, not only having the wulu or the knowledge in his head, the attitude, but was fervent in spirit. Mm. Sometimes you, people, you people have knowledge, but they are, they are idle mm. or stagnant. This man was fervent, yeah. preaching, teaching the things that he knew that he knew. All right, let's continue. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Whom when Aquila and Presla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, we'll end over there. So we realize that um, Presla and Aquila, they're also Christians. You know, ah, this man, Charlie, he knows a lot. Mm. But there's, there's, there's more he can do. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. There's a better refining that can go on in the life of this man. And this man became a very great man of God. So when uh, when the book of Corinthians, um, Paul was addressing such issues in the church. Someone said, I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. I'm of Peter. If they, didn't, if they mention Apollos, it means that he wasn't a small man. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. In, in fact, in those days, even the, in quotes, base Christian knew a lot of things. Mm. Paul said that, hey, you people, you keep on arguing amongst yourselves to the extent that you send your fellow brother to court. It's not a shame to you. The little recommendation that Paul gave said that choose somebody who is least amongst you to settle those matters. I don't know if you are getting me. Mm. Settling those things to Paul, it's anybody in the church can easily settle it. You wow. see, th- their mind was to focus on bigger, great. The church wasn't a small church. And we are not small people, amen. We need to go to that realization, yeah. hallelujah. So, those things you people are arguing about, you don't need me, Paul, to come and settle it. Hello? Hi. Like now, I want your head pastor to come and settle argument with. Anybody, Isaac, can settle the matter, amen. Sorry for this example, amen. Anybody in the church can actually settle the matter. That's a, that's a level of the expectation that they had of the church, because that was, that was the reality they were walking in. You get it. Amen. Amen. So I'm, I'm coming back to Apollo. So Apollos knew the things of God, but then there was a refining for him to know more things. Even as we are here, we know a lot of things. Mm. Amen. But there's still room for God to refine you mm. and add more unto you because you have not come to the fullness of the manifestation. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. We have started. Amen. You are doing wonderful things. Akarata Manuta, you guys are doing amazing things. Yeah. From the time Osoko you started preaching and teaching, up to now, you guys have been consistent 
been hard working, but there's still room. Yeah. Hallelujah. Tell anybody that there's still room. There's still, you, you shouldn't be satisfied. Amen. You realize in this particular time and season of our fasting and prayers, it's like dawn, there's a prayer meeting. Tuesday, there's a meeting in the evening. 8 o'clock, there's a meeting. It's like there's a meeting every day. It's not for nothing. Yeah. God is trying to draw your attention to something. That he wants you to give more attention to those things. Hallelujah. Mm. Because that is where your greatness is. Mm. The things in you, you don't know it. Or it is God who will do those things to you. How will God reveal those things to you? In a place of fellowship. Mm-hmm. So sometimes mm-hmm. you've been so busy holy, you don't have time to even read the Bible. I don't even know that how that happens. It happens sometimes. And then God decides to talk to you in a dream. To bring to your attention certain things that you're ignoring. I had a very funny dream. About four days ago. When I dreamed, I didn't think it was important. The little I was thinking, I just dream. I think God is trying to communicate something to me. Amen. I will not share it though. It was for me. Amen. <laughs> if I dream about you, I'll tell you. Amen. It was for me. The way you're looking at me, I see if I should share it. Bring your papa. Amen. But God wants to teach you a lot of things. Amen. I tell you the truth. You see, when you look at um, those countries that you want to go to, uh-huh. the Dubai, the UK, the America, the Switzerland, they are not better than Ghana. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. You see, me, Ghana, I had a fight in my mind with God because I don't understand. Why Ghana? One country. One country. It's not two countries though. One country. It's not a continent. One country. You have gold. You have oil. You have fertile soil. You have sun. You have bauxite. I want to talk about the trees and the rivers and those things. There's cobalt. There's all these things too. Not just Israel country and things. They have desert and rocks and things too. So where we are now, eh, I don't understand. But it's between me and God. Hallelujah. Amen. Those things that you want to go to. The reason why things were, or one reason why things were covered, they have systems in place. Mm. If you like break the law, you'll be in your house and they'll send you a message. <laughs> no, it was my cousin. My cousin was telling me. She stays in America. She said she went to drop her child, let's say, and then in another state, maybe greater crime than maybe let's say Kaswa. Kaswa is like central region. And they said when she was driving in the Kaswa region, I think the speed limit was 30. And you know, she dropped her child there and then she came back. She said, ah, two weeks later, she got a message in her mail that when she was driving Kaswa, she was driving at 35 instead of 30. And so this is her bill. She feel like, don't pay. You, you, you do Takashi and no pay. The law will come for you. They, they have systems. Nobody stopped here that, hey, madam, why are you going fast? Where's your life? Nobody said anything, no. She was in the house. And they send the bill to her. Wow. If I like, don't pay, they'll send you to court. If I like, don't go to court, you're like, in prison. I was like, how did I get to prison? Because you went five kilometers above the speed. They have systems in place. That's why things were covered there. I ask you this question. If you were to take all the... Yes, imagine it's possible. You can take all the Americans and put them in Ghana. I take all Ghanaians and put them to America. 50 years, if you come to Ghana, we're going to be the same. 
Oh, tell the truth. We're going to be the same. I'm sure one CD will go to like five dollars. <laughs> Amen. So it's the people. Hallelujah. The people need to change. Hallelujah. The people need to change. And God will change us. Yeah. God righteousness exalted the nation. Amen. The Lord will change us. But we have systems in place. That's why things work. And so people wish we are putting systems in place so that things will work for you in terms of the spirit. Hallelujah. One of God shares something so that we should learn to master the things of the spirit. Physically speaking, when you go to town, people do all sorts of things. Somebody has a shop and has put something under somewhere so that you can get customers for the day. They acknowledge that beyond the physical things you do, there's a certain spiritual aspect you must invoke. You know, they do it. They will not come out and say it. By the grace. God said we should master the things of the spirit as Christians. So, prayer meeting, we'll keep on having prayer meetings. We'll keep on calling you. Preaching, we'll keep on preaching. Fast, we'll keep on fast. Evangelism, we'll keep on. Why? Because we have to put the system in place to get a result. Do you agree with me? Yes. I'm saying, is, is, is it a good idea? It's a good idea. Yes. yes. So, they call you, don't get angry, okay? Don't get angry. Don't be another every day. This church, they like fasting. Every day, like, every day let's pray. No. But the systems need to be in place to get the results that we want to see. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. There's so much within you. Yes. You have a short time. You don't always realize, but we have a short time here. Hallelujah. Yes. To manifest the things that God has been to us. It's not you don't have forever. How long can you live? Let me ask the question. How long will you have the strength to do the things? You can live to 100 years. Amen. Yes. What will be your strength at 100? Or 80 or 70. So you think your mind, you have you live to 70, 80. That's good. <laughs> do you have the energy to do things that God asking you to do at 80? Hmm. So that number of your mind, in fact, reduce it. Yeah. Reduce it more. Yeah. And you are not zero years. Hmm. So you have 50 years to do it. You have 20, 30. You have a, you have a very short time. Very, extremely short. Extremely short. We don't have time. So you must commune with God. God will give us the speed we need to accomplish the things we need to do. And then we'll check out. Amen. This is not the end. This is not the final place. Heaven is much more beautiful. Much more glorious. We are passing here for a season. I would say, well, we are pilgrims on this earth. In the Bible, um, Abraham. Abraham was looking for a city. That was a group of Hebrews. Whose builder was God. So Abraham... In his days, there were people living in, in cities, in walled cities, you know, fortresses. But Abraham was sleeping in a tent. It's not like that he, he doesn't have money to build houses. Because not as he can, at any point in time, he can call that Abraham, get up and let's go here. So he's always what? Ready to move. That's why he stayed in a tent. He had money. That man was loaded. And he chose to stay in a tent. So whenever God says, my son, we are going forward. We go. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. That is the life we are living as Christians here. Mm. You should be always ready. If God says, Fizo, the time I let's continue the rest in heaven. You should be ready to go. Mm. Hallelujah. That's the mindset we have to live as Christians. So we don't have a lot of time. Amen. We need to draw closer and closer to God. A lot of things will come away to steal our attention and our time. But there are systems in place. The Spirit of God is with you. There is more grace. God wants you to live an excellent life. Amen. Like man of God was prophesying. Excellent life. Mm. And when people see you, they begin to marvel. And wonder, 
person is different. Like Daniel, like Joseph. They were exceptional people. And you, sitting here, you are exceptional. In your family, you are exceptional. It takes you to walk closely with God. Don't you reveal the secret things about himself to you. Because of the things that are fully known to us. It takes that fellowship with God. Otherwise, you will not see the full picture. You will see just parts and shadows. But God wants to see the entire picture. So you live a glorious life. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's, let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. Amen. We want to pray in the name of Jesus. We want to pray in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. There's a lot of things that the Lord wants to reveal unto us, his people. There's a lot of work that the Lord wants.